Welcome to the Athletes Marathon Podcast, conversations that help people maximize their full potential by helping them understand that life is more like a marathon than it is a sprint. From former athletes, personal trainers, coaches, social media influencers, and entrepreneurs, talk about their journey on and off the field and how they maximize their talents once they hung up their cleats. And here's your host, Matt Joy. In this episode, I interviewed a former college basketball player from Monmouth University who played professionally in the NBA G League and overseas. Currently, he is a free agent, but he has found a new passion project outside of basketball in business marketing and management of a family-operated clothing brand called Legacy. This guest has always had a close-knit circle of friends and family that have been there for him through the peaks and valleys of his life. His advice to the audience was to follow your passions and to never be afraid of being you. Without further ado, here's episode 37. Welcome to the Athletes Marathon Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Choi, and I'm extremely lucky to have an awesome guest here, Micah Seaborn. Micah is located in Fort Worth, Texas, and he's a current basketball free agent. Micah, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Dude, without a doubt, man, I'm excited about this episode, bro. I think you have a dope story for people to hear. And obviously, Micah, our Mammoth family, Mammoth community, they might have a, a small story or a small idea about who you are. But for my audience, can you give a little background about yourself before we get started? Definitely. Uh, my name is Micah Seaborn. Uh, I'm from West Side, Fort Worth. Uh, it's like 35, 30 minutes outside of Dallas. Um, I met Troy, of course, at Monmouth. I played basketball. I went there 2014 through 2018. Um, you know, went after that, I went to the G League. I got drafted number 18 to the G League. Um, really wasn't healthy yet. Got cut like two or three weeks later. Um, came back home, then went to overseas to play basketball. And then this year, currently, I didn't play basketball this year. Uh, I kind of – I had to take a year off just basically for myself, um, my mental, my health, uh, all of that type of stuff, you know, just kind of take a step away from basketball just to get my mental right, man, because, you know, the whole basketball business side of it is just draining. So. Mm-hmm. And that's not the part I was prepared for. I wasn't prepared for that part yet. So it kind of took a lot out of me, kind of took the joy of basketball away with all the business side of it. But now I'm I'm back working out um, and, you know, finally healthy again. And so, you know, just blessed to be here, blessed to still be alive, and blessed to, you know, be able to be on this podcast with Troy. Without a doubt, man. Without a doubt. Mike, obviously, like, I want you to bring it back a little bit for, for just the audience, like, like you as a kid, man. Like, were you a hooper? Like your whole life? Like, what were you like as a kid, man? Was you you, you a genius in class? Like, man, class listen. clown? Talk to me a little bit. <laughs> listen, man. You you know me, but I've been the same, bro. I okay. I've been terrible. I've been terrible with school, bro. You can ask my this is my favorite teacher. She follows me on Instagram, Miss Murphy. Every time <laughs> I post something about class, she always laughs because, like, you know, a lot of people lie. Like, no, I was in sleep every day in class. Right. I was listen. I went to no class, <laughs> bro. I so I went to prime. I went to Grace Prep and Prime Prep. Mm-hmm. At Grace Prep, it was really strict. Like we only went to school three days a week. It was real strict. Like I almost got kicked out of there, bro. Four weeks into school, bro, I barely made it. Like, mm. bro, four out of my five classes sophomore year, I passed the last day. Oh like literally God. like my last day like the last test like I needed to pass that final to pass the class uh-huh. so then going to prime prep we went we did no work 
I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. So going to college, it was kind of, it was harder for me because you know, some of them, everybody's coming from different areas. I don't really know the people, so school was just never for me though. I always knew, I knew. Listen, I had to make it in basketball or learn how to talk really well because, because <laughs> my smarts, like book wise. I just couldn't, it, it didn't click for me mm-hmm. until I got to my junior year of school and I got to start doing my own radio show with Professor Ferguson. Okay. So and this is high school I, or is this college? No, this is college. This is at okay. Monmouth. My okay. junior year of college at Monmouth, I got to do my own radio show. Yep. And that's when I kind of, that's when I kind of actually started liking school a little bit because it was like. I was just going in to have a radio show. Yeah. I was going to another class and write my show, you know, write what it's going to be about. So that's when I kind of actually started, you know, turning the corner to actually going to school. 100%. I do. Mike, I think that's something a lot of kids resonate with, man. It's, it's like one of those things where you find what you enjoy and it doesn't feel like school. It doesn't feel like a teacher's giving you a lecture and all that stuff, right? You know what I'm saying? And I think, dude, it's hard when you're younger, man. Like when you're 18 years old, going at a senior in high school, trying to figure out what you want to study. Like, bro, that's a, it's a, it's a big decision for a kid that age that has only known his sport. That's only known, you know, maybe the instrument that he plays, whatever it is that you're interested at that point, I guess, like looking back at it now, right? Like, obviously it would have been easier route for you if you kind of embrace yourself of being a student more, what would like, if a young kid was listening to this right now, like you at at the age you're at now, what piece of advice would you give to that student that is only focused on their sport where they should be putting some time into being a student, you know what I'm saying? Because it's important. No facts. What I what I tell y'all, what I tell the younger generation, listen, me, I was never a person to make fun of other people for liking school. Like that was never my thing. So I'd always tell people, listen, if you're the school guy, be the school guy. If you're the athlete who can go and drop 30 on any given night and has a chance to be in the NBA, do enough so you can still play basketball. Right. Like I always did enough to where I could play basketball. That that was like my biggest thing. Like I never was gonna not go to school so I could not play in the game that night. Like that didn't make sense to me. Like some mm-hmm. people would just skip class and then not be able to play in the game the next night. That never made sense to me. So what I tell younger ones, listen, when you're going to college, they're here for you. So I remember I went in, <laughs> I haven't told this story to nobody. I went in, it was me, Coach Sam, I think Tom Bieber. <laughs> okay. I forgot, I forgot who the president was at the time, bro. And I went in. I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be a business major." Um, I was like, "Yeah, that's what I want to do, bro." Coach Sam, Tom Bieber, and the president all looked at me at one time, and at Miss Maryland, they uh-huh. all looked at me and was like, "Um, you know what? You need to do communications." <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I was like, good, bro. I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to communications, bro. They they know something I don't. But just <laughs> lean on lean on the older people, bro. That's one thing I people laugh at me. I went to tutoring all the time though. Yeah. Like you can laugh that. at me, you can you can do everything. I went from a one point four, no, a one point eight my freshman year, sophomore year to two point nine, and my junior year I was at a three point two eight. So it's like, and and I still, you know, I didn't go to every class, but mm-hmm. I actually started talking to the professors now. Now I sit in the front row, some classes. Then sometimes I'm going to go in the back and I'm going to go straight to sleep. But 
I'm at least respect you in your classroom now. And that's that's why I didn't learn my freshman year. I had I was real disrespectful to the professors without even knowing it. Like I'd walk in with my basketball and go to sleep and yeah. I have no notebook. And it's just the perception. They're not gonna help you if you if you show you don't care. That's but, I, I come in with the same mindset of I'm not doing anything, but I say hello to the teacher and say, hey, how are you doing? How's your fam? And they're like, good, Micah. How's your day? And I'm yeah. like, oh, it's good. We just got out practice. And they'd be like, oh, I know you're tired. So, you know, just stuff like that. And before I'd be like, man, them, I don't care about them. 100%. You know, so just what I say, college is all about communication, bro. Like communicating to your professor, communicating to your coaches, communicating to your athletic director mm-hmm. your, your therapy people where i had to have i had to have a mental therapist at college you know because i lost so much while at college like my dad almost died uh my little brother little nico got he leukemia died my little my first i call my little brother got 700 years in prison mm-hmm. so this is all that stuff was happening and then you're telling me to go to class and yeah you know focus on basketball it's yeah. a lot of the play so I had to have a therapist from 2016 to 2018, Miss Lynn. Like, I'm not ashamed to – I needed one. That's the only way. And my coach, Ray, he had uh, – he got diagnosed with cancer, my high school mm-hmm. coach, during that time. So – and they told me he only had, like, four or five months left to live. So just all that, bro. Then going to school, so I, like I say, bro, get with good people yep. and tell – open up to the, your coaches bro somebody one of them you know people go through the people go through their own battles and feel like they have nobody to talk to that's real bro it's yeah. real i mean dude i didn't even and, and we went to the same school i didn't even know that all that was happening right because like from the outside it's like you you don't really see that when dude a lot of, dude people have have shit going on that no one knows right and that's that's yeah. just life and like that's like the mental health side of it and i think like even in all that like if you're listening like as a young kid like what micah said right there like leverage the people in your circle like leverage the people that are in your corner right whether it's a teacher athletic director because those people at the end of the day like as, as shitty as it sounds like but if you're not eligible in, in the in the classroom you can't play it don't it doesn't matter if you can drop 40 a night 50 a night like you just you can't there's like there's only so much a coach an athletic director that can pull strings there's only so much that they can do if you're really not eligible it doesn't matter how good you are um and i think that that's kind of like i think what you said was just prime right there yeah, um like that last thing for the youngest you cannot like school, but don't let it take away from the stuff you like. Like, <laughs> don't, because then you then you really are the dummy if you can't go out and play basketball that night or football yep. or lacrosse or baseball or, you know. Because you're just I, jeopardizing it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pointless. And, dude, like, to your point, bro, I remember how you always, like, dude, you, because you were, st- like, look, Micah, for people that don't know, like, Micah was a stud his first year as a freshman. I mean, you won freshman of the year, right? Yeah. So, like, obviously, yeah. you're riding that high of, like, being the guy <laughs> on the court. And, like, obviously, that year, you guys had a really good year as, as a basketball team in general. So, you, I could see you going into class not giving a damn about this. Bro, listen, listen. I ain't even going to tell you. I'm, I'll tell you one story about, I don't know if you, do you remember Miss Rachelle? Miss she was the Rachel. assistant athletic director. I don't. If I see her face, I might not. She went top, to Seen Hall. Okay, so she was the lady that was like my best friend there, bro. She helped me with everything. So she was supposed to. She was in charge of taking me to to class my first two years, right? Uh-huh. I had somebody, this is how. So for all y'all who think y'all don't go to class, I had people follow me from my <laughs> to class. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I remember one day I was not feeling it, bro. I was not feeling it. This is when we just had found out about little Nico. He had passed away. We were supposed to go play UCLA or something like that. Like, and I couldn't go to the funeral, all that stuff. So I was just mad. It was, it was starting to get cold. So I had to go to this class, bro. Reg was in there too. So I had to go to this class and she walked me, bro. She walked me from the athletic office all the way to Bay Hall, bro. I got to, I got in, I got to the class, bro. I walked in, I looked at my professor and I could just tell. He said, oh, well, I'm glad you came in. We have a lot of work today. Bro, I looked at Reggie and I literally walked right back. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bro, I walked right back out and followed Ms. Rachelle back. And she's like, Michael, if you don't go to class, I'll never help you again. I was like, listen, I'm sorry. I ain't got it today. Oh, bro, my God. That, that just goes to show y'all, like, bro, Coach Rice should have never kept me. He should have never let me, you know, just how I was acting. Because it, it didn't look like I really cared. Yeah. I, it didn't look like I was happy to be there at some time. Yeah, that's, but, that's real, man. That's but real. Just, that just goes to show y'all, man. So for all the all the youngins who think y'all don't like class, bro, I'm I'm times ten and I'm way more open about it. Yeah, so, sacrifice now so you yeah, can see the results you want later. Um, Micah, how was it like, man? Like dealing with all that external stuff and you know, obviously trying to like as as men, bro. Like we try to have that like that te- like almost that like bravado of like yo, I'm good. Like like don't worry about me. Like I'm good. That, that mentality, right? Like what was it like? like dealing with all that while still managing being a student athlete, make sure you're in the books and your grades and then basketball and then performing at that point. Like, what was that like? Man, I'm not gonna lie, bro. You, there'd be some nights, bro. Like I, I, y'all left. So bro, my last year, bro, I was in like a depression, Mm. like, like bad, bro. Bad, 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 bad. Just because, I kind of have, I have survivor's remorse, bro. I don't like really, like, I, I ain't, I ain't really understand. I still don't to this day. I don't know why God let me do it and not like everybody from Fort Worth. Because, bro, if I tell you, there's a hundred kids out here in Fort Worth that were just like me. Mm. So, like, <clears throat> so I kind of had survivor's remorse. A lot of people, we started getting older. So, like, you know, when you grow up in the hood, a lot of people start dying, a lot of people start getting killed, people start getting locked up. And then you're on ESPN playing and everybody thinks it's all cool because you get to be on ESPN, bro. Right. I don't, to be honest, like, I don't even care about ESPN, none of that. Bro, I, I, I think that's why I've always been, as far as people who always have liked me, because I'll go score 30 or have my career high and go home and, and smoke all night and not right. talk to nobody. Like, or, or just go call my mom, like. And just kind of be on your So it's kind of like, that stuff never, it was cool. I worked for it, but it wasn't never what I thought it was going to be. Like, I thought my grandpas and my papa and my granny and all of them were going to be able to be there with me when I got the success, and they weren't. So it's kind of like, my grandpas are dead, you know, don't really look up to any other men in my life except for my 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 dad you know then <clears throat> my january he had heart surgery and they didn't think mm-hmm. he was gonna make it that was my last year so after that i was kind of like once i seen that bro i 
I didn't want to play basketball no more, just to be real. Because it's kind of like everybody who put the ball in my hands was dead. So I, I kind of like basketball died to me. <clears throat> Until like these past couple of months, bro, like you can't even get me to watch a basketball game, bro. Yeah. Like, and it's not even not hate towards it. It's just like, I don't know. I, I, I guess my sister says it's with survivor's remorse. I don't know what it is, to be honest with you, but it was just tough, bro, because, you know, you want you want to be happy, you want to have all that fun, but it's like, man, I'm dealing with real shit. Like, yeah. my brother died of leukemia. Like, he used to wear my number. He wore 10 because of me. So, you know, it's kind of like There's all There's like all stuff. these signs that kind of come back to this, like, different people and moments in your life, right? Mm-hmm. So, and... So that's another thing with like, you know, me and you used to smoke every day or when we when we started getting like real cool. But I never put any like if you notice, I never brought my teammates around me. Yeah. Like because if y'all don't do that, then y'all don't do that. I don't care. I'll go find somebody who does do this. But I'm not about to bring no young freshman with me. Right. Hey, man. Because, you know, I know the, the route I was on as far as like I got in trouble. I got in trouble for smoking. So, hey, if you don't smoke, stay over there. 100%. No heart, you know? And I think that's what I got to, we got to, you know, us old, I'm 20, I just turned 25. So, like, we got to start doing, you know, you don't got to bring the youngins with you every time. 100%. With certain stuff. Learn how to keep them away from certain stuff. Like, if you went down the path of you got in trouble in school and you were smoking and failed drug tests, how about you tell the next young freshman, hey, do something different? Yeah. Like, how about you try not to smoke? You know, how about you try, hey, I work out all the time, but this is my one thing. I smoke all day. Like, my mom knows it, and that's that was my downfall with smoking mm-hmm. for then at that time. But, you know, that's what I say. That I'm real passionate about talking to the younger people. Older people don't listen, bro. Like, they're not going to change, you know. Teaching old dog new tricks. Yeah, it's, it's, it's too hard, bro. You can yeah. – you can try to tell them as much as you want, but they don't really, you know, they got their own their own agenda already. So I try to talk to the kids from 14 to, to 22 or the young men from 14 to 22. No, and it's, it makes sense, man. I mean, in your story, man, it's, it's, it's relatable. I think a lot of kids are in, that, in those same shoes of, of wanting to try things like when they're in high school and college, but not really knowing like the benefits or the disadvantages of doing those things, right? Um, and the thing with the funny thing with like weed and just take THC and cannabis in general, it's like, it's, there's so many pros and cons in that sense. Like when you're super young, I would not like, I don't think it's something anyone should do when you're super young, but like, obviously there's been benefits and proven benefits when you do utilize some of these things. And that's why it's, these leagues now are, are taking that off the banned substance list, right? I'm not promoting it or, or not promoting. I'm just saying that you should know yourself as a human and understand you know, how it affects you and, and what it's doing to your body, right? And at the end of the day, like, if, like you said, right, if you know that there's a problem and that you're, you're continuously failing on drug tests, like that there needs to be something that needs to be yeah. like notified, right? And like right. you need to you change something about it because at the end of the day, to your point, like if you keep failing drug tests, then you can't be there for your coaches and your team and your community and, your, and, and ultimately for the, for the span, right? And as a basketball player, as an athlete in general, like if you can't play, then what else do you have, right? Because if you're not a student, then you don't have that. And then like, then that missing piece that really is almost like an identity for a lot of athletes is missing and it's not there. And then, and then what does that lead to, right? 
that's bro, that's a big thing. And then like with the with the the THC, the weed, bro. That I'm not gonna lie, bro. That kept me out of so much trouble at Mama. It got me in some, but it kept me out so much as far as like I'd go and I'd go home and some of my teammates might go to some dorm and be drinking and all yep. that stuff and they get written up there. So I'm just <laughs> at my house. So I'm at my apartment at my house chilling. So you know, I I stay out of the way a lot of the times. But the one thing, like I got in trouble, I failed one drug test uh, in college, and it was a it was a surprise drug test. We got in trouble. It wasn't even a NCAA one; it was a Coach Rice one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but I mean, everybody already knew I did it. I kind of told them, like, listen, you know what was gonna happen. But this is my thing. Once I failed it, I was like, I failed it, and he took. I think it was two games. I was suspended. Just because of him. Uh, no, he suspended me one game. <clears throat> then I never failed. I never failed again. And that was my sophomore year. So it's just like, you got to, don't, don't let it become your problem, though. Like, it, it's it's good for you. But if you're young and you're failing drug tests, like, you need to get help. Like, you look, it's it's sick if you can't stop. Like, you're sick if you just can't stop smoking. Like That's real, bro. I, like, I don't understand that. And and it, that's something that needs to be addressed too, right? Abusing it, right? Because like, to your point, there there can be benefits, but now when you abuse it too much, and then you start really realizing, like, all right, well, like, is it? Am I really reaping the rewards of doing this, or am I just doing this just to, you know, take myself out of a a, a headspace I don't want to be in, or whatever it might be, right? And I think if you're young, listening to this, and and you you know you're coming across those issues, or you know how you've been in those situations, or you know someone that is, like, make sure they get the help that they need, right? And it might not be the coach. But it might be a parent, it might be another teammate or, or, or trustworthy coach that you can bring that up to. Because I think at the end of the day, to your point, if you don't communicate it, then no one knows. And then we're all in the, then you just, when you get caught up, you're just, everyone's in like, they're, they're blown, right? Because it's like, no one would have thought. And that, yeah, another thing, what I'll say, this is why me and Coach, I mean, Coach uh, Rice and Coach Forty and relationship was so good. Because when I got in trouble, I'd just be honest. Like, you know, I just tell them, listen, I did it. Like, because if you lied to them and they try to go to bat for you, it's like bad. if I would have lied to Coach Rice and Coach Rice would have went to bat for me thinking a whole different story, like I'd make him go look stupid in there. Yep. If I tell him, Coach Rice, I did this, I'm sorry. Like, you know what I'm saying? Then he can be like, yeah, Micah knows he's wrong. He's doing everything to, you know, try to fix it. Yeah. But if you lie to him, he doesn't know how to help you. And real, same thing with Coach Forty. I'd always just tell Coach Forty. Like, I remember when I got in a fight with the uh, <clears throat> the track the track guy, and like I told him, yeah, I did it. You know, and I still got in trouble, but it kind of eased that because now they can, you know, they can talk to you or you know, help you in a in like the right way instead of you know trying to help you, but you lied to them. 100% integrity matters, bro. And, and dude, if you're listening, this is like, this is unfiltered, right? Like, this is like, this is a guest that's really just coming on here and, and speaking his truths and not really giving a damn about what people are going to think and or feel about what they're hearing right now. Um, but if you're a young listener, a young athlete that's going into college and you're going to do, you might not go across every single one of these scenarios that Micah went through. But if you're hearing this and you might see a teammate or someone that you might know that's kind of going through the cracks of going down that pitfall, 
like dude being like having integrity matters man and that's in life it translates not just into sports but into your career and what you end up doing after you're done you hang up the cleats or the shoes or the whatever it is um that stuff matters like your employer or your business owner whoever it is like they're gonna respect that and you might not get you might not get the results you want ultimately, but as, at least as a man, as a young woman, whoever it is, like you can have respect for yourself knowing that you spoke the truth and that you did not lie. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's something that can be respectable regardless of, you know, where you're coming from. It's relatable. Um, obviously, Micah, that was like, you know, we didn't even get to talk about the rise of, of who you were and, and like your basketball career at Monmouth. And I want you to kind of, you know, highlight some of the, some of like your, your, your career memories in a sense, because, did you had a, a lot of highs and I'm sure, you know, people heard some of the lows that you might've had. Um, but like, with all that being said, like, did you've had, a, you had an awesome career there and you were a, a big piece of the run that you guys made, um, you know, your freshman year and, and, and the years after that. So I guess talk about the, your basketball career at Monmouth. Man, <clears throat> basketball, the basketball was great. Um, you know, I, I never, for one thing I'll say youngins, stay in the gym. All right, that's that's one thing. If you ask anybody that was around Monmouth at the time I was there, they'll tell you I was there 6 a.m. every day. I was there at night, every night. So the basketball stuff, it I got to see a lot of success from that just because of the hard work I put in. Um, but I was freshman of the year, uh, unanimous. No, I, I think two coaches, uh, whatever, freshman of the year. Then the next year, sophomore year, came back, unanimous first team, first person, or me and J-Rob and one other person are the only people to be unanimous first team. Uh, then my third year, um, I, I killed, but, you know, we didn't win a lot, and I, I was always hurt. And then yeah. I, didn't, I didn't go back for my last year. Uh, I declared for the draft. Um, but no basketball wise, man, it was the, my my favorite moment was probably man. I have to say when we played UCLA because that was like <clears throat> that was like my coming out party for me, and then. You know, because everybody sees you in the gym. Everybody sees you doing stuff, but they're still like, you're not going to do nothing on the court. You're not mm -hmm. going to do And then just being able to see, you know, uh, I, all my homeboys and everybody watching me finally get to play again, and, and I killed. Yeah. So it was kind of like, and that was Hard my first, game, yeah, that was, yeah, that was my first time playing i remember before the game i was just writing the rest in peace little nico rest in peace little nico rest because i got so nervous i didn't play the game in like two years yeah i was like rest in peace little nico rest in peace little nico rest in peace little nico i wrote it all over my shoes and then uh i got the first shot my first college shot first three bucket and then rest from there then it was history after that and then i just you know Y'all know if if you follow me on Instagram, you know how much Coach Rice and all that mean to me. So, like, man, Coach Rice gave me a chance. Like a kid from the West Side, if y'all knew where I was from and seen where I'm from, y'all would really be like, it's crazy. But just you know, just it's a blessing. 
uh, I didn't even get to ex- have fun with it while I was in it because it was just like the next step, NBA, next, NBA is the next step, NBA is the next step, NBA is the next step. And everybody's been telling me that since my first year. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I never got to really just have fun with it in college. Like, just because I was so focused on NBA, NBA, NBA. I'd have 30 and go co- work out with Coach Rice the next morning at 6 a.m. Like, mm-hmm. it was nothing. Just because 30 in college didn't mean anything to me. At that time, I wanted. I was like, okay, how do I go get 30 in the NBA? How do I go get 15? How do I go get paid now? So one thing I say that I was terrible at, enjoy the moment. Mm. I didn't enjoy any of my moments. Like, I had 30, I've had 34 or 32 on Ryder senior night and you know we beat the number one team i remember we beat iona at 25 and like i want to enjoy none of it and so one thing no matter what y'all younger ones are going through you gotta start enjoying your little you know your little wins yeah because like you gotta remember you might not be at the nba now but there was a time you wish you was playing college basketball so you know just like I won freshman of the year, didn't post anything. Like, just that's just how I am because I'm like the next step, next step, next step. Right. So this one thing, like, start enjoying. It's not bad to enjoy your accomplishments. It's not – I used to think I was being cocky or arrogant or something, but it's like, man, listen, I did this. <laughs> like, I used to work six, eight hours a day. I won percent bro. year. I won first team All-American. NBA teams are calling my coach all the time. Like, you know, I should be proud of that. And now that I think it's, I, I don't know, like when I hit 25, bro, I feel like everything changed for me. But yeah. uh, Just your mentality? Yeah, bro. I, I thought when I was going to hit 25, bro, I was going to go out, go to the club. Bro, when I hit 25, I ain't going to lie to you. I was with my brother, my mom, and them, bro. And, I, and for a long time, I was in the room crying, bro. Yeah. Like, like, for real. But I mean, Dude, I'm just I mean- it's it's funny Micah. it's it's like it's perspective like it really is perspective right like I think at at that age like when you're younger you're like you're thinking that you're going to be clubbing every night and living the big life because you're making money and all this stuff but at the end of the day like that that life of you like it starts to fade and you don't want like the same mundane stuff and like the materialistic shit that kind of it's here for a couple hours and then it goes right um it's funny how you say like living in the moment I think that is something that I'm probably should, looking back for you like you probably do wish but at the same time, give yourself credit because, you know, hard work matters and it works, yeah. right? And, like, I think when Justin Robinson was on here a couple episodes back, um, I said, like, I, there was a couple guys I remember specifically every single morning when the football team had their meetings up top, right, on the third floor. There'd be a couple guys that would, that would be religiously shooting in the gym. You, like, DeLon, um, J-Rob, like, and, and these were the guys that were producing on the court Friday nights, Tuesday nights, whatever days that you guys were playing in your games. And, dude, that stuff matters, man. I mean, obviously, you had a goal wanting to go play in the NBA and and try to better yourself. So I get that those small wins at the moment were like, uh, this is what I'm supposed to do mentality, right? Yeah, It it is tough because now you look back on it, you're like, damn, maybe I could have celebrated with the team or, or you know, I could have enjoyed it. But at the same time, bro, you might think, like, if you didn't have that commitment level, you might not have, you know, hit some of those goals. Oh, right? yeah, no, definitely. I mean, that's why it's, it's like a – it's give and take. Without because, a doubt, like, you Without can – it's like you can have fun. Like, I know a lot – like, listen, I love some of my teammates to death. But, like, 
they had way more fun in college as far as like a college experience. Yep. Like what you would don't get me wrong, I had my fun. I went out <laughs> like you know, I had a lot, a lot, but as far as like what you would expect for a college experience every night doing stuff, some of my teammates had better college experiences. Right. But on the court I, there wasn't I can't I can't name one I can't name one of my teammates except for J Rob who has a chance to be in the position I'm in this exactly. next year. And, and that's the punchline. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> so it's like you can ha- you can have that fun, don't get me wrong, and I never hated on anybody for having it. But it's like it's like you, you got you and Hakeem. Like I look at y'all these are the football people. You, Hakeem, Reg, uh, you know, Neil, that I actually talked to. So you and Hakeem, we all had our fun, right? We had yeah. a lot, a lot of fun. But I still knew you were about your business. I still knew Hakeem was about his business. And Reg is about his business. And, you know, but we still had our fun. But it's not, I don't think we had as much fun as we could have had. Like, if we, if we could have had more fun, but we could have had more fun, and then it'd take us maybe till we're 28 to actually start seeing, you Exactly, know, yeah, 100%. Things. Yeah, so it's like, you can have fun then. You can have fun 18 to 22, or you can have fun 22 in the rest of your life. Exactly. And that's what I always was like. I was like, man, listen. It's a sacrifice. Y'all can have, y'all can have this mama's party, <laughs> like this one. Y'all can have this one. I'll go. I'll go work out tonight because we have a game tomorrow. So I'll come have thirty, and then I'll go out tomorrow night. Yeah. Like that's kind of how. That was kind of like my mindset, but it all it all kind of goes to. I've been taking care of myself since I was thirteen, fourteen years old. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't think like I always thought of other people. I didn't just think of me until, like, That's, mm. I used to kind of think of, like, my nieces and and my nephews and my sisters and kind of stuff. So, I'd always be like, I mean, I can have fun tonight or I can go work out, shoot, get better, and go have 30 the next night and then go out after we win. Or, you know, I can do this right now and we might lose tomorrow. Then I can't go out tomorrow because we got practice the next day. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, yes. And some nights, don't get me wrong, I went out before games. That's when I was young. Once I got junior and senior year, bro, I wasn't going out before games. I was, mm-hmm. I, I, I still smoke, but I wasn't going out before games and all that, trying to kick it with everybody. Because it's like, y'all are going to see me at the game. Hopefully we can kill and win, and then we'll, we'll, I'll see y'all tomorrow night. 100%. But I think that's what a lot of people forget. Like, it's like, I seen Leonard Fournette. He said, uh, they was like, how do you, um, how do you decide to, uh, how do you make that decision to, you know, to not have fun 18 to 21? And he's like, my decision was, did I want to have my, the, a blast for four years or did I want to have a blast for the rest of my life? Yeah. And he's like, I chose the rest of my life. And I, and I, I feel like I made that decision young when I was younger. So that's kind of like that was like my drive like I might okay I might go out with y'all tonight but I'll wake up at 6 a.m with Austin and Jelan and we're gonna go work out yeah or Austin and J-Rob or okay Jelan's tired today and he needs to sleep Austin we gotta go or 
dang, no, everybody's tired. All right, Micah, you got to go. Now this is the time when you separate from Jalan and J-Rod. 100%. Even though we all together, like I used to look at J-Rod went twice today. Okay, I'm going three times. 100%. I used to tell him that every day. Like, you went twice today? All right, I'm going three times. Because you're the player continues. of the year. Yep. You're the player of the year. So if you're the player of the year, you're going twice, that means I got to go three. Because I'm, I'm supposed to take it after you. And, you know, so I think that's where a lot of people, that competition with me and J-Rob is what made us. Mm-hmm. Like, me and J-Rob used to want to fight. But that's good. Like, you're supposed to want, like, as long as it's respect there, it was yep. always respect, at least on my end. And I and I'm, I know there's respect on his end, too. So it's just like, with J-Rob and Jiggy, where I, listen, the stuff Jiggy did for me, man, he didn't have to do that, bro. Yeah. So, like for real so him and his family bro they took care of me when i was out there with nobody so it's like it's love bro yeah, and both of them and they're they're really good guys man and you know even yeah. beyond basketball bro and it, and i think you said it on point though like having that little competitive fire when when you have two of your top guys that are trying to when two of your top guys are working the hardest there really ain't that many excuses for anyone else right you got to fall in line at that point and like if, if that's like that's like that's really the punchline there it's like when you can mix that that the the two of talent with the work ethic, you get something special. Because a lot of times, when someone's talented, they, they lack in on the work ethic. When someone's got a, a ton of work ethic, they don't have the mo- as much skill, but they want to just grind it out, right? And when you have someone who's God given talent, and then they have that work ethic as well, because dude, that work ethic, it's dude, anyone can learn that shit, right? Yeah, it's just a matter of it's, yeah. it's what you said earlier, sacrifice. And will, and then that accountability for yourself when no one else wants to go, right? Like you said, at six o'clock when when everyone else was asleep, like those are the days where you make those little micro dubs, right? You're, you're yeah. getting that one half a step better. Your that, shot's a little bit more consistent. That's that's the thing I used to, and and that's why I think we were just so good is because like me, okay, so me and Jalan came in, and I came in as far as I'm from Westside, Fort Worth. Jalan's from Arlington, Texas. I'm not fooling with nobody else. Then we met Jay, Robin, Jiggy. They from New York, so they think in New York the best basketball. So it's Jay, it's Jay, Rob, Jiggy, uh, Colin Stewart, Bayshon, Chris Brady, Zach, and who else was there? In my first year. Dion, Dion. So those are the seven. Those are like the seven. The guys who was playing. Oh, and Max was there, but I didn't play my first year. He, I didn't play with him. Yeah, DeLeo. Yeah. Max DeLeo. So me and Jalan came in. Me, Jalan, Austin, and Kofi. So it was us four. So we basically had our own team. So we brought Colin with us every day. Colin, you with us. Okay. So now it's J. Rob, Jiggy, uh, Dion, Chris Brady, and I for, There's one. I forgot who used to be on the team. So me and Jalan and J-Rob and Jiggy started going at it every single day, every single day. And I remember after the first week, J-Rob came to me and was like, I respect you. And from then on out, bro, we didn't really have to talk every day. Because, you know, he had a girlfriend, so I lived a different lifestyle than him. Yeah. But, bro, it was always respect with him. Mm-hmm. Like, I can honestly say, man, me and J-Rob been butt heads like this like like to where it's what's it called but like it was never no disrespect it was never no nothing to his family like he never disrespected my family like it was always just basketball same thing with Jiggy 
Like Jiggy's mom, but Jiggy's mom used to buy me groceries. Greg Noet's mom used to buy me groceries. Like that's like so I went extra hard for them. So even the days like Greg, you know, because Greg couldn't play anymore. Like I felt like I needed to do it for Greg because yeah. like, he can't do it anymore. So that's just the type of people we were at that time. We, we were unselfish. Yep. And I think that's the that's the problem. Like I didn't care about J. Rob with his shine. You know, that's what a lot of people. People care about J. Rob and his shine. Listen, I got my shine. Yeah. Like I'm the freshman of the year. Like, why would I be mad at him for being player of the year? Hundred percent. But that's people. Both you guys deserved it. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. People, but people will butt heads and like, like my homeboys, man, you're better than J. Rob and his homeboys. Like, man, he's better than you. And you know, so it's like that can put friction against people. Yeah. We never like we never let that like the success or any of that gets us because at the end of the day that wasn't like the goal was a championship so yeah. but i just think that's a lot of with teams these days bro like i'll ask people and like their main players don't even fool with each other just because this person's about to go to the league and this person is is scoring 10 points and he feels yeah. like he should be the 18 point a game guy like <laughs> i just don't get that's all weird to me bro i mean like, dude it's, it, there is the jealousies the hate i mean I think for people like you, just gotta get that out your heart, man. Because that's not, it's not good for nobody. For yourself, oh, for real. your teammates, and like, it, it, dude, basketball is a, it's, compared to football. It's a smaller team, like you said. Like the, the close knit of the guys, like how close you guys are as teammates is fifteen players. Like, it's much different than a team that has a hundred hundred players. Like, yeah. I'm not as close with some of the linemen as I am with like the receivers, right? Just because yeah. you're, it's like you're not always associating yourself with those position groups. But in basketball, like, bro, you guys are doing meetings together. Like, you might have some shit where it's guards only and, and, and centers and forwards, but typically you guys are all, always together. You're always together. Like, I, I feel like the first 30 minutes you're split up because it's like guard drills and big right. man drills. But but for the most part, you're yeah, that. But after that, bro, every meeting, every yep. sprint, every workout, it's together. And that's another thing, bro. Austin, I got a shout out. I got a shout out a couple of people. Austin, Zach, Mustafa, you know, Ray, Dion, like the, the the people that came under me, like Ray, Dion, Mustafa, Chap. Like I see them and they tried to do what we were doing as far as like the family and that type of stuff. Yeah. You know, some people just aren't all on the same, the same wavelength. That's uh, you know, you get hate in your heart with different people, but that's real. Dion and and Ray and them, like I and Mustafa, like they they were cut from the clock that the the people were like me, Jalan, and J Rob and Jiggy and Austin, and like Austin and Zach, bro, they they Austin didn't get enough credit. Like Austin saved games for us that you know. Austin was a savage, bro. Yeah, bro, he. He's, and that's just, I, I don't think people, like, that was my thing. Like, I always was the type of person was, like, to want Austin or somebody like that to get more credit. Because it's like, y'all don't see what he does. Or, like, Dan Pilari, like, Dan Pilari used to guard me or J-Rob every single day. So, like, and pick me up full court, like, play physical with me. Yeah, like, Dan Pilari, Dan Pilari got me better. Like, <laughs> I, t- I used to tell him that every day, bro, like, Bro, you got me better, bro. Appreciate you. Like I start, I talk to Dan all the time. Yeah. But I think a lot of people with teammates just like they feel like they got to a certain level so they don't have to talk to like 
somebody I, else. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not as much as basketball and probably more football. Like, the top people probably don't talk to the people. But, like, in basketball, you'll see it now. Like, the top player won't even talk to the 15th man anymore. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird these days, bro, because you get all these uh, persons like, well, I got 20,000 views on my video yesterday. It's like, yeah, that's how, that's how the world is now. They're, it's like likes and attention. and Yep, the social media landscape of it, bro. So, so yeah, so it, it's cool, but my thing was like with me and J-Rob how coach this is how coach Rice used to tell us like you just said if me and J-Rob if we work out two three times a day every day then everybody else has to do it and if you don't if you don't you just know you're not going to play like it's you can't you know but it's hard if you're a coach and you can't get your best players to work hard it's real bro that, you know so like that's I think that was the problem with Monmouth this year, you know. I think it was the everyday work that they needed. Like you needed a person that was going to be in there three times a day. Sometimes they call me and say nobody's been in the gym, mm. but I think that's just, you know, I think that's shout out to J. Rob and Dion and them for you know showing me the ropes. But and then dude, at that point, like when it becomes, it's almost a culture thing too, right, Michael? Like 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 J. Rob kind of set that foundation you kind of follow suit as the next Quebec's best guy. And, and then from there, it trickles down, right? Like when you guys start to leave, who's up next? Like Ray and, and like the next couple guys that are coming up, like it's almost like you guys laid the foundation down as like, yo, even when you're the best guy, you, you don't get comfortable, right? You don't get complacent. Cause like, dude, you gotta think, especially when you're, when you're balling at, at a mid-major school like Monmouth. Monmouth has gotten a lot of hype because you guys had a really good couple year run. But as a, at a mid-major, if you want to go big league hoop and, and play NBA or G League or overseas, like, bro, you got to you gotta bust your ass. It's not like you're playing at a Power 5 school. So I think regardless, like, you just got to work hard, bro, because I think that shit just counts. And you got to work really 10 times harder. Cause you that, think was always, that was the big reason why I used to wear number 10, because I, I, I haven't told it, but I told my ACL my sophomore year of high school. I was my freshman year in high school, bro, I was number one in the nation, bro. Like, number one player in the nation, uh, bro, it was like, bro, I, I had every school, bro. Mm -hmm. Any school you wanted to think of, like, was calling me. Um, so, freshman year, I went to a boarding school, got kicked out, came back to Grace Prep, started finally killing that Grace Prep, got my name back up, got everything back up, because I tore my ligaments freshman year. Right. I finally got my name back up. We're going to state championship. We're playing in a playoff game. I tear my ACL. So I tear my ACL. I'm in 10th grade, bro. I remember I'm sitting at the house. I'm sitting at my house. Like, it's, you know, it's almost over. I think I'm thinking it's over. Like, dang. So, bro, fast forward. I'm going to tell you the whole story. Fast forward, like, a week later, bro. My ex calls me. And it's like, I'm pregnant. Bro, I just, I'm 16, I'm 16 years old, so I just tore my ACL, I found out my, my girl at the time was pregnant, and I'm thinking everything's over, bro, so mm -hmm. fast forward, unfortunately, miscarriage, all that, but just to go and show you, I, I put 10 back on, because I was like, I gotta work 10 times harder than everybody else, bro, when I started at, at, at Prime Prep, I'm not going to lie to you. Nobody was wearing number 10 like that, bro. Mm. Or if you come to my city, I'm not saying it's just because of me. <laughs> but if you come to my city, 
all my little brothers and all my the young people around me that watch me, they all wear number ten now, bro. Mm. I wore it because of Kobe wore it wore it in USA. Yeah. But I, I wore ten because I was like I got work ten times harder to get back. So then I get back, bro. I had I get back, bro. I had Kansas State, SMU, Kansas, UCLA, USC, every school back again except for like the Kentuckys and Duke. I didn't have yeah. those. But I got everybody back. Um, me and my AAU coach got into it so bad, bro. We almost fought. I left AAU team, went with E-Man and uh, Malik Newman and T. Ferg. Mm-hmm. Probably should have never did that just because they had too much hype already. I should have stayed by myself. I was averaging like 28 the whole summer, bro. Yeah. So I went with them, then didn't get the colleges I want. Then Coach Rice come. So then I'm like, man, hey, Coach Rice gave me a chance. I'm going to put 10 on. And that's just on my thing. Like, I got to work 10 times harder now to get to the league. So mid-majors, you go to mid-major, bro, you got to work 10 times harder. Yeah. Like, there's no – and that's why I hate people, like, think that they it means something that they scored 25 against Ryder. Yeah. Like, 25 – bro, I didn't even care when I scored 30 on Ryder. Like, yeah. <laughs> scoring on the mat was so easy. Like, no, no offense, but, like, that was so easy. Like, mm-hmm. Mac games was too easy. My goal was like UCLA, UNC, Kentucky, and all those schools I had 20 on. That's yeah. what I care about. But it just, some people's mindset, you kind of get caught when you're in a mid major. You got to remember, you're not going against these mid major players. Exactly. You you're going be- against Kentucky. You're yeah. going against Kansas. You're going against Duke. You're going against USC, UCLA. And so, I don't know if people, if people really know this, but those are the games I got up for. You, if people would know, there'd be games at Mac at when people would come watch us play against Iona, not Iona, but like I never wanted to play Siena, bro. Siena <laughs> <Cinnamon> Marist, bro. <laughs> bro, we used to play Marist or Fairfield or Siena, bro, and I used to be like, this ain't it, bro. Like, <laughs> like, bro, they'd have fifteen people in the stands, bro, like. It's Those different, games, yeah. Yeah, so it's like you got to at all times with mid-major, it's kind of hard because you're killing, but you got to remember, like, bro, that's mid-major. Like, what are you going to go do against Kansas and Kentucky? Because yeah. that, that's when the scouts are coming. So people don't even know, bro, the scouts, when they came to my games, bro, it'd be if we were playing a big team, Iona, Manhattan, or – uh Ryder. Mm-hmm. Bro, those are the only three games scouts would even think it was worth coming to a mid-major game. So it's like, kind of like you have to get your name off of, off the big teams to bring them back to watch these small teams because nobody wants to watch Marys. That's real, bro. Like, you know, so that's, I think that's what people at Mama they get, they score 20 against Marys and Fairfield and think it's something. Like, bro, that's nothing. Like, I know it's not taking anything away from it, but it's, it's, that's not Kentucky. <laughs> like, so. That's real, man. What are you going to do when Kentucky comes? 100%. That, what's going on? Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's what, that's, that's what matters. And dude, cause you got to I mean, it's, it's all about where you stack up, right? At the end of it, at the end of the season, like, cause it, what are your what are your stats? It's like one of it is your stats, but then like to your point, Scott's looking at all right. What did you do against the top teams in your league in your conference, and then the 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 power five schools that you did play, which is um critical. So I mean, 
I think anyone listening, Mike, I think your 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 story is a a great example of just like working, right? Because I think at the, at the end of the day, like that's all you can control as a, as a person is your work ethic, and and with that, like that shit just translates into your life, and regardless of what you tap into. I know that's a fact, and that's just I was just about to say the same thing. Like that's what youngins have to start realizing. Like if you can work out eight hours a day, you can find those eight hours to put into something else, bro. Like you know what I'm saying, like. Choi, you, I see you every single day doing the merch challenge, doing working people out, then yeah. podcast, then eating right, then you're uh, you work with Keen, you're on Zoom calls, like yeah. we see it every day. But th- I, I I can't say it for you, but this is probably to you easier than football was, right? Hundred percent, bro. <laughs> exactly. 100%. So that's what I think we just gotta realize, like. Some of some of my friends like in that played college basketball and they go overseas and no offense, but it's like some of them play for like slave contracts. And I'm like, I didn't get my degree. I'm I'm going back to finish it. I got nine credits left, but mm-hmm. I'm finishing it. But like I'm like, y'all got a degree? Y'all got all this stuff and like y'all are going to play for that? Like yeah. you could come over here and work at UPS and make more money. Right. So it's just, and I think some people are just so scared, like they don't, they don't even know they can, they don't do even think different. their mind to do something else. Like, yeah. And and Mike, that it's 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 a scary thought when you're an athlete, man. And it's, it, dude, you I think as an athlete, we're lucky because like to your point, like at this point, Micah, you're 25. I'm 25 too. Like we've been breaded this type of work ethic. Mm-hmm. You, like to you, working out three times a day. When you're hooping, like that's just that's nothing. That's just that's a normal day. Imagine what you could do with that same type of energy, that same type of fire, into a different side hustle, a different business that you that you rock with, that you're passionate about. And then from there, because you, I think, a prime athlete, their prime years are between 20 to 26. But at the end of the day, like most people, when they're an athlete, they they stop playing at 30, right? Like let's just say that's and that's giving you a lot of years. In the NFL, average years like two and a half years. The average for NBA is four years. Right. So you got to think before you're even 30, that's like 28, 29. What are you going to do for the rest of your 40, 50 years of life? Like you can't just ride on the the the, uh, the tail of fucking being an athlete all the time, you know? And, and that's why that's why a lot of people, athletes are depressed. And, and people are like, how are you depressed with all that money? It's people, not about the money, bro. It's yeah. like, it's, 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 they don't, the attention first off, that's what they, a lot of people play sports for the attention. So, once that attention goes away, it's like they need something. So that's why, like, who's a perfect example? It's like Antonio Brown, bro. Yep. Antonio Brown is doing everything for attention. Like, and it's because nobody's screaming his name anymore. So he's going crazy. He's like, nobody's screaming AB. I'm AB. I'm AB. I'm a whole lot of money, all this extra stuff. But it's all because he just wants that attention again. He wants to score a touchdown and run into the crowd. That's what he wants. You can see it. Like, me, I, I'm sure you probably thought the same thing. Like, everybody who's an athlete can see, man, this dude just wants attention. Like, that's clear. Everything is for attention right now. But, you know, it's like, like A.B., bro, you could be doing so much stuff, but he just wants attention, bro. He'll yeah. do whatever. And, and when you get your identity, like, lost into the, the sport you play, if you get trapped there, Micah, then it's a, it's a toxic place to be because once it's done, what else, like, what can you else, like, what's your plan B, you know? And I think that's kind of the punchline. And 
I guess my next question for you is like, like side hustles, like what are your thoughts on them? Because I know you do some stuff on the side, so I guess talk to me a little about um, some things that you do outside of just basketball. Man, well, see, this is the stuff I actually like talking about, but I'm going to show you my shirt. We got the legacy, the like shirts. Yes, uh, me and uh, me and my brother Terry, and uh, my other little brother LD. Rest in peace to him. But we started. Um, we started a T-shirt. Well, Terry's been doing it. Me and my little brother uh, LD. We hopped on it probably like a month ago. Okay. Uh, it's called Legacy Clothing. Um, uh, that's basically what I'm pushing right now, bro. I haven't worn anything that's not legacy. I love it, uh, yeah. So basically the you know, the story behind it, uh, my boy Terry, I've been playing him with him, Texas Select, since like fourth through eighth grade. Then he started playing football and I played basketball, so we kinda, you know, just went different ways. Yep. Um, you know, helped him throughout the years. He helped me, you know, just just real friends, like real brothers, like and um you know he hit me with this the business he had going showed me his business plan you know instead of just coming asking for something bro he showed me everything so right. and i'm not trying to act like i know everything but my dad helped me with you know reading along everything and people helped me with it but so i liked it uh it basically legacy means you know after you know everybody might know me right now for basketball but i'm kind of trying to switch it into being an entrepreneur and like right now i got everybody's you know i kind of got everybody's interest right now because of basketball so i'm gonna use basketball to to get what i want but like the legacy clothing man this is really what means everything to me man because like my little brother just got killed not this saturday but the last saturday before that man and, and he was a big part of this where he put the money in with me so <clears throat> so yeah he put all the money in with me and just kind of the legacy is like what do you have left you know when you when you leave this world what do you have and that's all you have is kind of like your legacy mm -hmm. and you know so uh i put more into it now now that he's gone so basically me and terry bro we're just going all over uh trying to push these shirts, trying to post it on social media as much as possible. It kind of, we were getting a lot of traction, but once my, what, what happened to my little brother, bro, I couldn't, I ain't really want to come outside until the funeral. Yeah, man. So, um, but, you know, rest in peace to him. And, you know, just like, so he was a crip. And I'm going to give a little story, background on him, man. He was a crip. I've been knowing him since I was, young 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 like i that's literally like my little brother bro like yeah. everybody knows if you know me you know him so and i've been take, trying to take him care of him keep him out of stuff but you know just because of his lifestyle and the stuff that he does like since he passed away everybody wanted oh it's game related oh it's this related oh it's that related right it wasn't even game related i, I was there and just more background on the story when I got there, the just showing y'all how close it was to me, he got killed by my car. My tires got shot out. Like, so, you know, life can go fast, 
you know, everything can happen, you know, good or bad, and it's like instant, quick, quick, quick. I told him to come to the club with me. He didn't come. Two hours later, he was laying right by my car dead. Mm. So it's like, but, you know, just certain choices you make. Like, I made one choice. He made another choice. I'm alive. His choice caused him to be dead. So, but luckily, you know, we have this clothing brand that his name won't die in vain like it probably would have, just to be honest, just to, you know, how, how it happened. But, like, legacy clothing, man, that means everything to me. Y'all, if y'all follow me on Instagram, like, I'm, I've been posting it. I'm about to start posting it more now that I kind of finally got all my, my thoughts and everything yeah, back together. Yeah. And, um, but, no, that's really what we're pushing. We just, we're trying to get with hats now. But we got the shirts hoodies, shorts, uh, I'm trying to get some socks uh, with the legacy, you know, on them, and, um, but yeah, man, just pushing that, uh, kind of got into a little bit of um, wholesaling, I don't really like it, I didn't really like it though, just because I, I felt like it's kind of like ripping certain people off. Like it I, can be. It, 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 it just, when I first got into it, this is when yeah. I first got into it. But once I actually learned, because the guy who was teaching me, he was really just ripping people off. Once I, you know, so once I learned actually how to do it and wholesaling, yeah. then I, I did, I think, two of those. I, I texted you about it. I did two of those, yeah. those two deals. That was just like trying to find a way to make money. But that helped me get into what I really wanted to do and actually own and, but like condos and stuff like that. But, so, but I mean, bro, I, me, bro, listen, I've tried everything as far as like any little thing you can think of as far as trying to find a hustle, a way to make money or something like that. Like, I mean, I'm, I, like I told you, I'm big on Gary V. So, you know, he tells you eBay, sell shoes, you know, it's merch, thing, bro. merch, merch, sell, 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 you know, so. <laughs> So like that's that's kind of like bro, I, I, Gary V. Wallow and some of those some of the other people like Dame Dash and them, those other people I really, of course Nipsey Hustle, but those are kind of people I kind of really um, try to model my yeah my stuff after. And then another thing that I'm trying to get into is uh, with the music business. Um, all my friends are are rappers. Um, so, and that's that's really what I like to do. I don't like rapping, but I like being behind the scenes, music videos and all that. I shot my first music video. What's May something? Like a couple weeks ago, I shot my first yeah. video and that will come out soon. So man, really, we just been trying to taste everything, bro. What is, dude, and that's, that's a powerful thing, Micah. I think if you're listening to this and you're a young kid and you don't know what you want to do after you're done playing, what what do what Micah's doing right now and just try a whole bunch of shit, right? Because, look, you're throwing 10 darts right now. You might only land three or four of them, maybe five, right? But at least you know and you, I only need you're to able land to one. say, right? Like, you're able to say, like, I tried that. It wasn't yeah. for me at that point, And I'm cool with that because at least I tried. Yeah. So, yeah, that, but, you know, what I tell people, man, the wholesaling, if you do it right, 100%. The reason I didn't like it at first was just because the guy who was mentoring me, 
was really trying to rip off people. He could be shady, bro. It's a shady. Yeah, so he was. So that's why I didn't like it because he was really shady. But once I learned um, how to, there's this other guy named Mike, and he does it like the right way. Yeah. That's when I was like, okay, no, I can, I can actually do that. But at first, it just looked like people just ripping off people and telling. So that's why I didn't like it at first. But definitely wholesaling is something like when I had no money. That's what got me my first what's it called like it's a good it's a quick transactional thing yeah definitely yeah. it's not a long-term thing it's not yeah for, yeah but it's, it's definitely it's definitely you don't have money and you looking to get into real estate it's a way to do it without having like to work you're working for for your time basically yeah definitely yeah and i mean so, dude i think that's another point Micah. it's like make sure you have good mentors right like finding the right people that you want to learn from and and the good thing is that you knew that he was kind of shady so it kind of rubbed you off the wrong way and then yeah. it made you go find someone else, which is, it's another good learning opportunity, right? Definitely. And, and listen, one thing with young people, I'm, I, I just ask a lot of questions. So Troy yeah. knows I've asked him about stuff. Yep. I've asked Keem about stuff. I've asked Reg about different stuff. J-Rob, like anybody around here, like I'll just ask questions. I've never been too because I never was a school person. Yeah, I was about to so say. I remember, <laughs> so I never was scared to be like, I don't know. Like, I didn't think I was lame or anything because I didn't know. I didn't know. If I don't yeah. know, I don't know. There's no stupid question. <laughs> yeah, so I'll ask questions to anybody. And now that I kind of have like a, you know, I can actually, what's it called? People will do video calls with you. People, you can pay somebody to get on a call for an hour. Like, especially, you know, some of these people, mentors, like, I know the people like you, Hakeem, like, y'all are busy. Like, y'all are, you know, I'm busy now, too, so I'm not saying pay to get on a call with me, but just ask. Yep. You know, ask to get on a call real quick. Ask to, what's it called? Or, you know, people can talk to you, but people just don't have all day to text you. Yep. But I, I can hop on a call with you for 10 minutes, but hey, this is what I did, boom, boom, boom. 100%. I got this notes. I can send you this, but all you gotta do is ask. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are scared to ask. Like, like I, I, I called Troy. Hey, Troy, uh, how did what? I'm looking at this, or I was like, Troy, are you into this? Yeah. How'd y'all get into this real estate or the Texas, uh, Texas real estate going crazy right now? I need to Mm -hmm. get into it. Just little stuff like that. Me and Keem talked for two hours one time. Yeah. Giving me game on. Cause I want to get in the media world. Yep. So he was giving me game on how to, you know, how to get into that. But I think a lot of people are just scared to ask, bro. And then another one, la- one, one more thing on that topic. Don't ask and have nothing to bring to the table. Hundred percent. Like at least have something. Like it can be an idea. It can be something. But like, show that you're thinking at least. Yeah, like at least thinking, cause it. I don't want to just be wasting my time talking because I know a lot of a lot of my friends that I hang out with on the daily don't care about none of the stuff I care about as far yeah. as like real estate. They say they do, but they don't care because they don't watch any videos. They don't watch. So I know they don't care. So have something to bring to the table. Yeah. Like, like Troy, that's one of my best friends as far as like for mom and our relationship. Like that's one of my best friends that I met. But I didn't come asking it with nothing to talk about. <laughs> like, you know, so you got to have something like a give and take. 100%. Even if it's, okay, I don't know about the media world like that, but hey, 
hey, I know some of this stuff about Texas real estate. Y'all should, I know y'all are in the real estate. Y'all should come exactly. down. Exactly, it's good insight. Like, you know, just something, like, just ha- have something to offer, bro. bro every, and the thing is, my like, if you're, dude, everyone has something, right? Well, first of all, we all have a phone. So you can DM, you can hit anyone up. If they're, they're a couple messages away. And obviously, if they don't reply, then hit someone else up. Um, yeah. But to seg- your second point, we all have three assets we can give. Time, talent, and money. If you don't have money and you got no talent, you have no talent, you have time, right? So you can do a shit ton of research. You can do a shit ton of studying and, and, and pick up your own knowledge base so you can have an idea and have an educational conversation with someone. And that takes nothing but you, instead of playing COD on Xbox, instead of playing right. Fortnite, take those three, four hours and, and, and watch three, four hours of YouTube videos. And that's just game right there, bro. Whatever industry, like it could be real estate, it could be um, fitness, it could be whatever. Listen, man. I tell, there's this one of my friends, he's young, and he reminds me of me. Like, he, he's 20, 20, mm-hmm. so he's leaving JUCO. He's about to go to Alabama State, okay. I think, or something like that. But he, when I tell you, Choi, in like five years, this man is going to be probably one of the most, like, well, like, just how he thinks. Like, he's thinking how I'm thinking right now. At twenty, That's like awesome. no lie, bro. He he's on his stuff. Like he has his own clothing brand already. Like, bro, he already has an uh, um, he already has an apartment. He rents out to somebody. Like oh, it just like <laughs> just seeing him, bro. Like and how he moves and how he what's it called? Like, and he has no dad. His mom's a crackhead. So like, there's there's no. There's no reason he should be doing this right now. Yeah. Like, but he's doing everything. And, and he, like, I, I was thinking of him because, him, bro, he's a sponge, bro. He'll call me. And if I tell him, not tell him, but I'm like, hey, I, I just watched this Gary Vee interview. He'll go watch it. He'll text me. Bro, did you see this? Hey, I think I need to sell this on what's it called. I think I need to do this. <laughs> hey, we need more merch. We need more merch. We need more merch. Like, just stuff like that. And it's like, you know, you got to get around like-minded people. But there is people out here who are really trying to do stuff. If you just, like, talk to them. And, like, with young people, I think this is the thing, the reason why he respects me so much. When I got cut from the G League and all that stuff and after my overseas money ran out, after I got locked up and paid all my lawyer fees and I had no more basketball money, I gave everybody my time. I couldn't give y'all money no more. Yeah. But I gave you my time. So I think that's why everybody, bro, like, I, I, I tweeted this the other day. Like, I mean, I Instagrammed it the other day. I always tell my, my friends, because I have some real crazy friends. I always tell them, bro, don't, don't die for me. Yeah. Like, live for me, bro. Like, I don't want to RIP you. I don't want to say free you. Like, I don't like that stuff. Like, I think a lot of people think, saying free my is cool or free this man or free the shooter like that's not cool no more bro so i always try to tell my young people or anything i think that's why they listen to me so much bro live for me don't go bust no gun for me i don't need you to do that Mm. if i need that i can do it myself Uh, i do not need that from nobody i don't want to be saying free you i don't want to be having to pay your lawyer fees i don't want to do any of that that's real. Let's get on this legal stuff. I got a t-shirt oh. business now. I'm about to get my music business. 
like let's let's get on this stuff now bro like we we had our time i had my time you y'all know me you know me like how i how i get down so we don't that stuff's not cool no more bro like and i i think i think it took me a while uh, a little longer than it should have to, to realize it's not cool but i mean i wish i would have realized it sooner yeah. a couple more people would be here but you know it's all a it, it all happens for a reason that's real that's like, part of your story bro, the time the time when you don't have money you have time give people your time then when you get money learn how to invest it yeah and, and, and all that type of stuff but don't just be like come like i don't people just play video games all day and are mad they're in the same position i just don't get it 100 percent. at the same time look if you're playing video games you got a full-time job and you're cool with that, oh yeah oh yeah no oh, cool right and i think yeah, that's I'm, one of the we talk, people, yeah we're talking about the people who complain yeah are yeah. playing video games and aren't and aren't doing anything right. i have some friends who have great jobs who play video games all day yeah, they're, it might, <laughs> so, that's the life they chose it's yeah cool. we I'm, I'm not mad at it that they you're doing what you want to do me exactly. personally, I've always I seen my dad work for was he sixty five? He's about to retire, so I seen him work for forty years for the same company, bro. And he never got raises. He never got like not no big raise. Like yeah, he yeah. never made over sixty four thousand in a year. Like like so it's kind of like I never got that point. Like yeah. as far as working for somebody, like his boss doesn't know me. So I now that I'm with going now my dad is runs all my financial stuff because he uh he's a financial advisor well he's a uh a, a fin a insurance underwriter okay right so finance a financial insurance underwriter so now he does all my stuff bro he controls my account he controls everything bro. yeah and he gets to retire June thirtieth yeah June thirtieth that's his last oh. day so but it's just like seeing him every day like i used to go to his job every day not every day but all the time used to drop him off at work and just seeing how hard every day he worked but you know no raise no nothing so me i was like man listen i'm gonna be a type of person to where i don't know what i can make that year 100%. like there's no, no cap yes yeah, it's, it's it's just it's how hard can i work so like right right now while we're young that's how it has to be it's real bro it's real um, that's, that's dope, man. I think, dude, one, dude, this is a lot of uncut, unfiltered content in here, man. And, uh, I just want to say thank you for just like, your brutal honesty, bro. It's, it's dope to hear. And then, um, you know, just kind of being able to retrace some steps. It's, uh, it, it's awesome to hear your story, bro. Um, next thing I want to do, Mike, is we're going to just transition here. I want to, best way for some people to reach out to you, man, whether it's for basketball, to your point, whether it's for time, um, just for knowledge or whatever it might be, I guess, what's the best way for, for, for people to reach out? Man, I would say reach out to me on Instagram at uh, mcborn underscore 10. That's like the only social media I'm really on. Um, and that's like where I'll post all my shirts and, and all that stuff. We actually, we got some, we're about to post our, cause we got some new shirts and some new, what's it called, coming out. Uh, so if you follow my Instagram, just be on the lookout for that. But I, I really don't get on Twitter or, or Snapchat or anything. And, I mean, if you ever want to talk to me, listen, I'm an open book. Like, I'll talk. Like, I, I I don't got nothing to lie about, especially young people. 
older people if you want to talk to me too and you want to give me some game and help me out definitely but the younger people y'all can reach out to me anytime because i know what it's like when yeah you're young and you're looking for somebody i'd rather you talk to me than talk to some of the old heads y'all think are helping y'all out right because if you talk to me i'm not going to talk to you about how to get no pack no nothing i'm gonna talk to you about a business like T-shirts, basketball, how to stay out of trouble, how to stay out the way. And so, but reach out to me on Instagram. Definitely, I'll get right you back. Or yeah. if you want to hop on a call, we can hop on a call, whatever y'all want to do. And for people that look, if you're obviously listening to this audio, like you're not able to see his shirts. Like um, just for me seeing it from afar, like the, the apparel, like the design of the shirts are dope. Like I'm definitely going to be partaking out. I'll be definitely contributing, my friend. I'll, I'll get one, uh, one of those um, before. I, I guess whenever you guys, you have the website up and everything. No, nah, no, nah, we're working right. on the website, bro. Right. I, like I said, it kind of, it, it caught traction a little quicker than I was expecting it to. Yeah, yeah. And then with all the stuff happening, it's kind of. But my brother Christian, he actually, well, my sister's husband, he, he works um, for Florida Blue, so he's an agile, agile, agile consultant. I think, or something like that. So, but he, on his spare time, he helps um, develop apps. So he's doing all, he's, he's doing all like the, the URL, like getting all that stuff for me. Yeah, like website so, set up. The website, so website, I'll, I would say August. Okay. No, 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 yeah, end of July. Okay, that's actually perfect, because by the time this one gets aired, it'll probably be right around that time frame. Yeah. So if you guys have any questions, I have Micah's uh, Instagram in the show notes. So. Definitely feel free to reach out to him through Instagram. Um, Micah, last thing I got for you, man, this is like the final take, bro. And obviously, um, you know, we've talked a lot about a lot, a lot of dope shit in this podcast. But I guess I want you to just have take this time to finish this out however you want, whether it's with a question, piece of motivation, something encouraging, or maybe something that's just been on your mind since we've all been in quarantine. This is kind of your time to just take the floor and, and kind of run with it. Oh, man. Well, I got a lot. I, mean, I got a lot I want to say. I'll try to not keep it too long, but man, uh, this is really, I like if y'all notice, I've been talking to youngins a lot. Like lately, I've been trying to, you know, really help out in that area. But guys, y'all can take it from me, bro. I'm an open book. Like the street life, the, the one foot in, one foot out, having a foot in the street, having that foot in your sport or Whatever you're doing, bro, you're gonna it's it's not gonna lead you nowhere, bro. Like all my friends who are really out there, who is really out there, like really, really out there. Not faking it, not they're dead or in jail. Like my little brother J L D, like, he was really out there. And he's he's dead now. He's, you know, I, and I hate to take it this blunt and put that blunt, but that's my little brother and that's how I talk about it. So for me, bro, please, please, youngins, focus on your sport. If you're a hooper, be a hooper. If you're a football player, be a football player. If you're a baseball, if you, if you play sports, play sports. If you're in the streets, be in the streets. And one thing for my people who are, are in the streets, if you got a youngin who plays basketball and you know he has a chance to go somewhere, man, get away from him. Let him go on and do what he needs to do. Don't bring him around all that stuff because like like my friend said the other day, you could be with somebody 
and that you could be with your friend and your friend might have robbed somebody earlier that day and they seen you with him and now you're a part of the problem so now you might get killed over some stuff you never had anything to do with so that's like my thing like young and we it's one we're one decision away bro and and you can be living your life they george floyd thought he was going home like everybody thought they were going home that day so you got to remember like it's one decision this quick like like that that you can be alive or you can be going to prison or going to jail my my homeboy key man he's doing 700 years no lie 700 years so it's it's like and he was a basketball player too just like me and this is you got to decide what you want to do in life you got to decide do you want to be the street dude or do you want to be the athlete or the scholar or whatever it is and pick your lane and go yep. and, and stay in that lane there's no traffic there stay in your own lane like that's what I do I'm good at staying in my own lane and because there's no traffic here nobody wants to nobody wants to do anything to me in my own lane yeah you know what I'm saying you can come to my lane but if you come to my lane you have to come and you have to do it how I do stuff so just you know just stay in your own lane man if you like that's all just be who you are bro that's my biggest thing lately yeah i i've been seeing it with a lot of people bro it's like people these days bro they get kicked out of school they get kicked out of school or something happens to them at school and then they come back here and just think they're hood cuz they got kicked out of school for smoking a little weed <laughs> you know it's like and it's just it's so crazy to me like people really go to school were the greatest kids ever went to class went to what's it called you get in a little bit of trouble and now you come back and you're just some demon now that we're just supposed to be scared of like no you you got kicked out of school you weren't that good anyways and now you're back home you're not a thug you're not a you you're none of that and and i just think we got to stop doing that like it's it's a cycle like i see it all the time like a young and goes to school and comes back home and now all of a sudden he's the most hood person ever with tats all over mm-hmm. and and i just want everybody if we if you're a basketball player please just be staying in the gym staying whatever you do if you got your own business push your business every day don't don't go with the street dudes okay they can be your friends they going to be around they going to be around or whatever but hang out with them on your time. Don't hang out with them on their time because listen, they on a different type of time. Yeah. So they could be going out and you know your friends. So you know what they do. So if they're out here robbing everybody, robbing the whole city, you might not want to be around that, bro. You might get killed too. Cuz like, bro, bullets have no name, bro. So like <laughs> people I think people think it's sweet out here and I I just want people to the youngest to really you know really listen you ain't got to you ain't got if you don't hear anything i said this whole time bro stay in your lane like it's the it's harder than it sounds like it's the, it sounds like the easiest thing possible but it's really hard for people to stay in their own lane bro and that's what and, i'm saying and it's a big it's a big self awareness thing too and i think and that's kind of what this like the whole punchline is like to your point right staying in your own lane but like if you understand who you are, like changing your inner circle, right? And like yeah. not surrounding yourself with people that aren't going to put you in the best 
best position to succeed. And um, I think ultimately, Micah, you've done a good job of that. And obviously, you know, your childhood, your upbringing has been different than what other kids are experiencing or will experience. But at the same time, there's going to be many people that are going to go through the same struggle that you went through. And I think hearing a podcast like this and, and the, the bluntness and the, just the truth in, in your story will, will really resonate and help them kind of get through their own path. And, um, dude, I just appreciate you being a guest, man. It's, it, it's been a dope conversation. And, and for us to just catch back up, man, it's been awesome. Man, definitely. I appreciate you having me, man. Without a doubt, man. Without a doubt, man. This is the uh, Athletes Thank Marathon you for listening Podcast, to the Athletes Marathon 36. Podcast. We, are we want to make sure you off. stay connected with our guest, so we'll have access to the show notes and our latest episodes on our website. Head over to www.theathletesmarathon.com, and if you enjoyed the podcast, we would love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Until next week, thanks again for listening.